I couldn't really talk into this last week much, but we have just come through, okay, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, uh, and I, I want to just always wrap this time up, the, what we do and how we hear from God, because, because I, I honestly felt such ease at pressing into the things of God this 21 days. It wasn't, it wasn't like last September was difficult. It was like hard work, but I felt God on the back of stuff. It's been a very different start this year. Even though we're feeling so much pressing in and around us, God is showing us and Himself strong to us. Okay, and I, you, know, you always learn something when you oppress the flesh. When you tell the flesh, stop. And tell the flesh, no, you learn stuff about yourself and you learn stuff about it, what it is to press in and to do that. And it's so important to do that. That's why we fast. Is so that you have moments when you are wanting to go after those sweets or you're wanting to do certain stuff, you say no. And there's something very powerful in winning that battle against your flesh. That's why I'm speaking while well, spoken to that old flesh and, and spirit kind of stuff. And, you know, we, one thing, even with our kids, they were very good. We cut out, this is one of the things, but particularly with the kids, we cut out all sweets. And they did very well. You know, Ella was very determined, actually. As a, yeah. We don't, know, we don't know what they did at school. Anyway, it is what it is, eh? Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, the, the Lord will see. But one thing I've, I noticed is that when you do away with something and you do like them, okay, the moment you have a little taste of it back, it's like, ooh, that's nice, eh? And then there's that temptation just to go, you know what, just a little more of that little, and then you're in. And then it's, overtakes you and you're like ah oh, flip and heck there we go full in and that's that's what it's about it is that's normal right that's life that's what we do when we suppress but that little taste of that top deck chocolate oh that was good eh with a with a good cup of tea Woo, it's good it's very nice i think it, we'd finished this thing i said yeah, a cup of tea in my top deck man that was awesome that cup of tea never felt that good honestly ever so that's you just want to go make another cup of tea but the second cup never tastes like the first cup you know, just, what is that, eh? But you know what? That's a joke about chocolates, but it's exactly the same with sin. And you oppress the flesh, you oppress the pressing in, the temptations and the desires of the flesh. It's just a little step back in. Just a little kind of happen, and it wants to grip you. It wants to pull you along. And that's why we have to be ruthless when it comes to sin, ruthless, ruthless when it comes to habits. In our lives. That's why we go through these 21 days. To, to show our bodies that you do not live according to the flesh. You live according to the spirit. And we press into that. Failure is a part of it, okay? No guilt can hover you over you now. Oh, you failed. That's the point. Jesus died to set you free from all guilt, fear, and shame. Jeez, I'm talking like a... I think I'll drink some water here, okay? To press, set you free from that, okay? So stop beating yourself up. Just keep trying. Just keep going, but don't fall into the, the, the rut of addiction and habits that will eat away and destroy you. I've been thinking about that verse where Paul speaks in 2 Corinthians 12, you know, in weakness I'm made strong. Paul, Paul wasn't bound by addiction. So don't use the word weakness as addiction. Weakness I'm made strong. Weakness is, yes, in, in my own self, but I'm desiring and keeping pressing on. It's not about this addiction that I can't get go of. Oh, don't worry, you know, in weakness I'm made strong. You let go of that thing. And you, help the, you ask the Lord to help you set free from it. That's the point we journey through this thing and stuff. So be strong, folks. And a couple of weeks ago, 
I know when I was ill here, it feels like a lifetime ago, a couple of weeks ago, but it was two weeks ago, only two weeks ago. When I listened to the recording, I was more concerned about Kathleen's first initial response and perception of me feeling sick where she thought it was the man flu. I was like, whoa, like pause, wait a moment, just I forgive her, Lord, for those things. I like, I never act, like seriously, but that was her first impression. That's okay, that's right, I've just banked it. Okay, we'll see how that works out. But I just want to commend you, babes, on how you did two weeks ago. And I carried stuff here with Ilana, and I know um, Colleen added something there too about what we're doing here and what we're carrying on. You see, the thing of the supernatural is, is it's always been alive, but God's pouring out more to us. And how we respond and how we awaken ourselves to what God is saying and doing. And I'll, I'm going to speak, speak, keep speaking into this over the next couple of weeks so that we open ourselves up to, we start understanding without predicting what a move of God is going to look like. Because it's not going to look like any move we've ever had before. What's happened in the world in the last two years has never been like this ever before. Okay, what we're seeing play out here, it's different. It's new. And God is about a good and a new thing. And we need to open our hearts to that. And, and like John the Baptist, not fall into offense. Or, are you the one or must wait for another now? Because clearly, look what you're doing for everyone else, but you can't even get me. Those things God is going to show us and as we're walking into that. So I'm very excited about what God has got in store. Because Tuesday afternoon, I was sitting in my office at home, and uh, I've, been, I've been feeling a song brewing in my heart to write a song about particularly about a nation. There's a group of us that are praying into and trusting God with something for that country, and there's things going on. And I just sat there, and the line, the words, the battle lines have been drawn. I was like, well, that's a good line in the song. So I wrote it down, and I just keep it. But it's, and then someone, Christine, sent me a message later on that day about, and in that word was, the battle lines have been drawn. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I sense God is saying and showing us something here. But then, then things played out on Tuesday evening in our community. And I want to tell you folks here, the stakes are high. I was reading notes of what I was writing in April, May 2020, when we didn't know what the hang was going on around us, and I wrote these words, the stakes are high. I've been saying it for nearly two years. What God is about, the enemy always tries to raise a standard, and he rushes in to try and make it look like things are never going to change, and God is never going to be able to change the circumstance. But we, Corin, what, what are the words you said this morning? Hold steady. Wait. It's coming. Okay. One more push. Ilana said, you see what God is saying to his people? We've got to hear what he's saying. So on Tuesday, we wake up on Wednesday morning. Tuesday night, well, Tuesday night, we get messages from Tabo and Diana, little Naledi, who's not even two yet, eh? Just, just gone one, okay? Started having convulsions. Okay, eyes rolling black. If you've ever had that with your kid, it's scary. Rushed her to Melamed, whole process. Spend the night, come back. Rushed her back through the week. That's Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening, unbeknown to us, we get the report on Wednesday morning that Twi so my tongue's dry. Twaita, okay, that used to sit over here, passed away suddenly and unexpectedly from meningitis. Out of nowhere. Okay? And then Keenan creates a fat fever on Tuesday evening. I know Farnes has been struggling with his health. Andy and Anna at home with, uh, with COVID. Keith and Tracy have been down. Corbus is at home with COVID. And it was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? It was almost like too obvious that it wasn't just, yeah, just a normal role of life. Folks, the stakes are high. What we are standing for and what we are believing in the ground of the spiritual realm, the enemy, I've said a hundred times here, does not give ground. We have to take the land. 
and He never gives it. But it's us standing together in one heart and one mind, no matter what we're walking through, that we will not be defeated. We will not be pushed over. No matter how difficult, no matter how hard it seems, no matter the facade that the enemy creates, that things are never going to change, we don't change our mindset and keep our eyes fixed on our king, that he is the victor. He is the one that has paid the price for all things, and it will carry through for us. We have to believe that. And this is what we've been tested with in these last two years. We've been pushed to the limit, folks. We've experienced depths of questioning and understanding in our own hearts about what's going on, all of us to a greater depth than we've ever had in our lives. Okay? We've felt the, 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 the tension in the spiritual realm, okay, and the enemy, all that's working us more than ever in the last two years. God's preparing us. Okay, God's preparing us for something that's coming, and the stakes are high, folks. So the passages I want to refer to this morning, and then Ilana and Kathleen are going to speak a little bit more. Is this thing okay? I don't know. Okay, is uh, I, I was encouraged this week. Um, uh, Caleb messaged me on the Thursday or Friday, and uh, every Wednesday night there's a group of guys that are coming here just to worship, and just to be upstairs and just to soak in God's presence. And the worship band will join them once we'll get that rhythm kind of going. If you want to join them every first Wednesday of the month. But every Wednesday, there's a group of people here just to worship from 7 to whenever. And he just messaged me to say, in that meeting, they were reminded of this passage in 2 Kings. Two Kings 6. Uh, let's just get there, and I want to read this to you. Okay, 2 Kings 6. And this is where Elisha is with his servant. And now they're going to have an onslaught of the, the enemy all around them. And uh, the, the servant's freaking out because, like, clearly we're outnumbered here. And these are the words that Joshua says. And, this, and it says here, the servant rose early in the morning and went out. And behold, an army of horses and chariots was all around him. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? Have you felt surrounded over the last two years? This last week, we felt surrounded. It felt like the onslaught of the enemy was a little bit stronger and was pressing into us. Alas, what do we do? This is Elijah says, don't be afraid. Okay, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them or against us, you could say. And then Elisha prayed. And this is the prayer he prayed. He says, oh Lord, please open his eyes. Okay, that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full. It's exactly the same thing, horses and chariots. But listen to this. The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when the Syrian came down against them, Elisha prayed to the Lord. So Elisha had to speak and declare something, not just, oh God, save me, you do it, you do it, Lord, you do it. Elisha had to declare and speak something, okay? And he said, and um, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, please strike the, strike the people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness and according to the prayer of Elisha, and they won the battle, okay? They are more with us, folks. It might feel like they aren't. And what you see in the natural, our prayers that God would open your eyes to see the hosts that are with us, the hosts that are surrounding us, the hosts that are fighting on our behalf. I've said it a couple of weeks ago, your guardian angel is with you. There's support with you. You're not alone in this. He's for us in every single way. 
Okay, and we have that. This is a spiritual understanding. It's not going about every day hoping for the best. You wake up every morning going, my God is for me. Who, who, if he's for me, who can be against me? And you know all of heaven backs you, no matter how difficult your day or season might be. Because he's for us in every way. Then I was reading in Jeremiah this week. In Jeremiah 1, it's like the beginning calling of Jeremiah. And God's calling him out, saying to him, you know, arise my son and asks him, you know, what do you see, Jeremiah? What do you see? And these are the words that just caught my attention. That's the call. That's one part, you know, it says there, and behold, the Lord, his hand reached out and touched him. Sorry, as I was reminded of you, as you prayed, his arm is not too short. If you read through the Old Testament, see how many times it says the mighty arm of the Lord. Okay. The arm of the Lord was extended. You'll read that over and over and over again. It's not too short. He is mighty. His arm will extend and he will organize. That's what he's going to do in this season. His arm is not too short. It says, Behold, I've put the words in your mouth. See, I've set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. He's calling a commission on this guy. You've got a call to the nation of Israel. The church, the call on the ecclesia in this hour is to arise. What's being broken down is to be rebuilt according to God's order and pattern. But this is the words that got my attention here in verse 17 in chapter 1. It says, but you, now God's talking to Jeremiah, you, Dress yourself for work. Arise and say to them everything that I command you. Do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you uh, before them. Okay, and I, and I behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. Dress yourselves for work. It means there, get the words right here, gird up your loins. Pick up your cloak and run. Okay? Pick up your cloak and run. What have we been saying for ages here? Prepared. Be positioned. Be ready for what God is doing. There's already, an, you can feel there's this pouring that He's bringing to us. Position yourself on what He's going to do in this day, in this hour. Because it's the time of the ecclesia to arise just as Jeremiah had to arise and be prepared and ready for God to use him, the God is going to use the ecclesia. If we just pause and reflect, okay, over these last two years, we're in March, March 2020. Wow, just think about it. We were all trying to carry on as normal and go like, yeah, this, whatever's coming, whatever, we're just going to push through. Hmm. I think it was around the 19th of March, we kind of had to stop the youth camp. We had to... Uh, kind of say stop all meetings and it was right near well Aiden's birthday is the 28th of March and we knew lockdown started the day before that's right that's the turning point 27th of March nearly two years ago that's that's a long time two years of just but just think just think what's happened okay what's God asking us when we say arise what it is not yeah we're going to be more powerful we're going to stand up no we were rising in righteousness and justice and Anton used that, the Chakfor measure there a little bit uh, a few weeks ago when he preached. Okay? We're not taking it anymore. Enough is enough. That's the arising. We will not bow to the systems of this world. We will not bow to the way we are being told how to live our lives. Because we already have an order that is according to the kingdom. And if you don't have the courage inside your heart, you need to get to know your maker. Because the courage will come from him. To stand in your workplace, to stand in your family, not to be aggressive and offensive. On purpose, Jesus was offensive out of love. Try that. Okay, I don't know how to be offensive with love. 
it's too difficult. I know how to be offensive. That's easy. But to be offensive with love is being know, you know your standpoint and you know what you believe and you know you will not compromise upon it. That's what God's saying to us. So we stand at that point. That's the believing. So we just reflect in these last two years and what we've come from, what we've been through, and what we've learned over these last two years. Okay? There's been a lot. What, one thing we have learned is that you can't trust the mainstream media. Okay? It's quite obvious now what they put out there, that, that we don't even, even have. I mean, I use the News24 app. There was nothing about the Australian floods. We've got friends that have had to, in a farm there, out that way. The chaos that's ensued, I looked up this morning, finally, like, whoa, why did we not even know about that? I don't know, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, but I didn't even see it. Not that that's f- fake news, because there is floods going down there, but we don't trust, the, I don't trust the media. When I look through the media, I look through the eyes of what God is saying. And what God, what He's saying to me in my spirit, not academically take what's being said. Oh, wow, interesting. Okay? So what, what does that mean if we can't trust the mainstream media? Okay? It means there's a spirit behind it. There's, a, there's an agenda behind a narrative to be told to you that you must believe. That's what plays out all the time. If you watch the World War II in color on Netflix, and you see the propaganda that took place there with Goebbels that was part of the German army, when you look at it now, you're like, why, why were they so stupid? Could they not see through that? No, they couldn't. Because that's the way the narrative and the media worked in that day, and people just believed what they read. Wake up, people. Open your eyes. See what God is saying and speaking to us. Okay, I don't diss the media, but they are, there's an agenda on the media. There's some, I mean, journalism is on a downfall. Okay, it's not what it was. Speak to a man who was in the SOBC for 40 years, it's not the same. Okay, but... I want you just to highlight this point here. The things that we were faced over the last two years have forced us to either choose good and evil, right or wrong, red or blue, black or white. Okay? It's forcing you to go either way every time. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to name a few things. And I want you in your mind just to come on the journey with me and how each of these things have intensified with the same agenda. Okay, listen here. So if we go, it seems like a lifetime ago, but the fight between Trump and Biden. Okay? There were families dividing over these two men. How can you support Trump? That's ridiculous. How can you support Biden? That's crazy. This guy, da-da-da-da-da. A little bit the proof's in the pudding. Okay, what's playing out there right now. Okay? But what did it create? Polarization. Okay, you couldn't believe both. You had to choose one or the other. Then if it wasn't Trump and Biden, it was Black Lives Matter. Or you, how can you dare how you not support such a, a brilliant move? Look, I get it, guys. I get it. I get the, 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 the sentiment. We live that here. But the ideology of that organization is scarily evil. Okay. So how, how dare you force me to follow something that is just not even close to God's gender? But what are you being forced to? You're the in or out. How dare you not support such an organization? Did you see what's playing out? And a lot of us, I know even eldership teams, other churches were speaking about it. What? Please, man. It's not even on our agenda. We hardly spoke about it in our elders' meetings. Because it's not our narrative. But you're being forced to choose sides. Okay? Now watch the intensifying. Gender issues. Whoa. Prick. Okay? How dare you? How this and stuff. I'm not going to go there. That's it. One priest and Catholic priest in America. This gender silliness. That's going on around the world right now. It's intensifying. 
How dare you push this minority group down? We have a voice too. Okay, we'll have a voice. Do what you need to do, but don't make your problems mine. Okay. I live for a kingdom, and the, the standards, what I believe, is this is what we stand for. I'm not rejecting you, but I'm not going to bow to it. Okay? It's intensifying. Feel it intensify? Then the whole, just the whole thing of COVID. What's gone, actually gone on here? Okay? It's more than a virus. Okay? It's more than just this little virus that there's a lot into this thing. But from COVID, feel it intensify now? Feel it, here it comes? Vaccines. You're either not or you are. Shame, shame on us. I said, you guys, that we fell into this trap. Okay? You can see it intensifying. See what it gets? It just got worse and worse and worse. And we fell into the trap of the church, thinking this is the answer. It's not the answer. Okay? And we're going to talk more into this, because we need to come clean when it comes to this stuff. Oh, I can feel it in my spirit, folks. God is... And then that passes, because the next big thing we're going to talk about is Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Just like what vaccines is like third in the list now. And it's right or wrong. Well, clearly Russia are wrong for what they're doing. Guys, okay, what we have to understand is a far deeper agenda that is playing across the world right now. These are just smoke and mirrors what the enemy is trying to get you to partner with okay and it's not right or wrong here's the verse that i spoke and i preached on on the 6th of august 2020 okay joshua 5 god's asking us to humble ourselves people and when joshua was by jericho he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? That's the question. Are you for us or against us? Which side are you on? Are you in or out? Do you, are you vaxxed or not vaxxed? Are you Black Lives Matter or not? Trump, Biden, Russia, Ukraine, always choosing side. Polarize, polarize everything. Okay, what does the angel in the command of the Lord's army answer? Are you for or against us? No. <laughs> Heaven's the only place that will answer something with authority, but they'll leave you going, what? Are you, are we, who are you then for? You see, we, we, that's where we need to stand. No, but I am, but, yeah, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have and Joshua fell on his face on the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? See humility? Bow down your own agendas, people. And the command of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And Joshua did so. God, God is pouring out holiness upon us. He's pouring out purity, pure hearts upon his people. Because we know how to live like that. Because righteousness is a gift. Thank you for our jurisprudence booklet. It's, it's a foundation. Folks, what we are talking into here, I know other communities don't even breach on that subject. We've got to have an understanding. We're not fighting each other and judging each other, but we're standing according to God's order in our lives, and we're not condoning sin. We're not compromising to that standard, 
But God is doing a move of holiness across His people because He's preparing us for what's to come. Hebrews, I don't know where it is, 7, 8, 9, says, Without holiness, you will not see the Lord. I want to see more of the Lord being poured out in these days and this hour. And it'll only come from a place of humility where you will see the army of the Lord or the command of the Lord before you and you fall on your face and to worship Him and to honor Him. Okay? And we must acknowledge, you see, what we've seen, all those things play out. It's only going to keep intensifying. It's only going to get worse. I can, I can guarantee you that. The enemy will be relentless until he is finally slayed. See how it's intensified over the last two years? Okay? Be on guard for what the next one is. It's going to come. And it's the constant, constant journey to destroy the church, to divide us for our standing together. And if we can't speak about these things, then there's no honesty in the room. We're not being authentic and we're not being truthful to each other. Right early in, on the 20th of April, 2020, now we, it's early days, lockdown. I had a dream, and the summary of this dream would be the context of church being busy, running around, keep doing our stuff, everything's fine, and that, but actually we were still infants in what we were doing, because we were so busy with what we were building, and actually God's saying, no, no, listen to what I'm building. We were all running around, and... The context of the dream, what I summarized from it was the understanding, I've got it written here, sorry, is that God was trying to help us from, as infants to start understanding the bigger picture. Okay? So there's been a break away from what we knew and how things have always been. Some would want to just stay where it is, just keep it the way it is, but there's been a break away from what we had and what we thought was okay. There's been a step up. God's raised the standard with us, my people. He says, arise. And we believe that we sang that line in the song in my dream was, there is no other name of Jesus. There was a line there. There's no other name. And then the word right at the end of the dream was the word cabal. Cabal. And I'm like, if we understand the last two years and what a cabal is, it's like a, it's, 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 to define, I've looked up the music, so I don't have it on hand. But it's like a, it's a group of people with an agenda for a certain purpose to do things around whatever context. And you can look and see around the world over the last two years, you can see there are people shifting and moving nations without a doubt. It goes beyond the presidency of a country, people. And I'm not getting to conspiracy theories yet. Okay, it's been exposed. We see it play out. Psalm 2 writes, why do the nations conspire against me? The nations conspire. What are they are doing? They're conspiring against the Lord. Like who's he? And what does he do? He laughs. We have seen it's not as simple and plain, straight-laced as what we think it is, people. Open our eyes. God is calling us to awaken. Okay? A, a secret political group or faction. Okay? I'd, I mean, I'd, I've dreamt words through this two years here. It's just one word. Things that, and I know God speaks to me in my dreams. You've known that. Been around long enough. Uh, that was early in lockdown. April the 20th. Cabal. So what does it do? It opens my heart to, okay, well, let's see what that is. Show me what that is. It's been revealed, folks, if you look at the last two years, okay? Last thing I want to touch on, then I want to draw on Ilana and Kathleen here. I think, I think you're going to go first. Yes, okay, get ready. <clears throat> okay, what God is saying when this whole, are you for or against us? No. 
Okay, what's God's teaching us? Not to choose sides. We need to repent where we have chosen sides. Through ignorance. Through your own pride. Through your own agenda. Okay? Through trauma. Okay, and actually understand that we need to humble ourselves and repent of that. If we do this well, folks, God will use us. If we keep the pride in our hearts and, and, and just say, well, I know I'm right. Careful. Careful. Okay? I've seen, I've seen there's, I mean, there's one context of this comedian. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Kathleen tells me a lot of things and I just believe her. Okay? <laughs> but why can I believe her? Because I trust her. We've got covenant. It's not a joke we're playing, yeah? And this comedian was joking about all these vaccines, double vax, triple jab, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I'm Jesus' favorite. And she, f- she fell off her chair onto the floor in front of her, okay? And people for two, three minutes laughed at her thinking she was joking. She was dying. <laughs> uh, we are starting to see that happen more and more. Pride. Who's Jesus? Who's God? Please. Bam. She, her face was, she, after two, three minutes, somebody actually had to get up on the stage and realize this is not part of the act. And you can feel the mocking spirit of the laughing of the, of the enemy there. And God's like, don't smite me. Don't play with me. You see that, that the wrath of God in love. He's not playing games anymore, folks. The stakes are high. And God is watching us as his ecclesia because he wants to use us in this time and this hour that we're living. And she's damaged. Her head was badly hurt from that context. Don't let pride grip your hearts. <clears throat> Because there's a kingdom mandate coming. And I just want to touch on a last thing, okay? Is if you read in Genesis 26, it's, it's Isaac that is going to unlock some wells. Okay? Let me just get there quickly. And he names these wells certain things. Now, Isaac was living with and staying with Abimelech. And he lied to them saying, look, yeah, this is not my wife. It's just my sister and stuff. Then he saw them standing outside laughing and having fun. He's like, hey, man, that's your wife. I can see it. He's like, oh, please just protect me. I thought you were going to take her because she's a beautiful woman. And all these stories, he did the same of his dad, Abraham. It's quite ridiculous. And God uses them. They just lie blatantly and carry on. But he basically, the line that they said to him said, uh, let me find out where it is. Yeah, it says here in verse 16, And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. So he was basically saying, it's time for you to go. Okay, you are far stronger and far mightier than us. And I don't think out of... Like, I'm going to kill you if you don't go now. It's just like, your time's up, let's go. So Isaac departed from verse 17 and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And he started to undig wells that his father had dug, okay, from Abraham, in which the Philistines had dug up and stopped and blocked. There's three wells he unlocked. Now listen to the names of the wells and understand what we are walking through as God's people to the place of what we have to go through, okay? So he gets to... Um, and they dug up the valley, and the, they dug up the spring, and the herds of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdmen, saying, the water's ours. What are you doing here? Uh-uh, this water's ours. So he called the name of the first well, Essek. Essek means contention and strife. Okay, think what we've walked through. It's been contentious. There's been strife. There's been challenging. And we've kept pressing forward, like unlocking the wells for God, because then they had to move on. Then they dug another well, and the same people quarreled over that well, saying, Nah, this water's ours. You're not allowed here. And he called that well, well, well Sitna, 
And sitna means enmity, okay, as well as, let me get my notes, as well as strife. Sorry, contention is the first one, and the second one is strife and enmity, okay. The full meaning of enmity, let me just, it's always a, this is why I got ease, ease in English. Sorry, it won't work there now. Define, and I click on define, and it tells me the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something, okay. So he's calling these wells, they don't, they don't get names. Clearly it's challenging, but he wants to dig. What have we been doing the last years? It's been challenging, we wanted to dig. We want to dig these wells, keep pressing in. And then he gets to the third well, and he calls the third well Rehoboth, saying this, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. That little journey there for Isaac is a prophetic picture for the church right now. Because it has felt fruitless. It's felt like contentious, striving, this opposition, pressing on, believing, trusting God. But then the, the, that Psalm 16 that's, that speaks about he's, the lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. Yeah. It's like he's making room. He's opening up. We've got to keep believing. He's going to do that for us. It's going to be poured out to us. The lines have fallen in pleasant places and he makes room for the church to feel like, yes, victory. We are rising. We are rising. We are rising. And it's not because the battle's going to get less. It's because we know who, who we are now more in God called us to be. And we're fighting together more and more. It's taking ground for the kingdom and the enemy. Um, <clears throat> amen, amen, amen. And yeah, this is a spiritual journey that we're on here. Now, just a last note here that some of you might feel like there's a blockage in your well. And I do feel this, that there are people that you just feel, we need to pray with you, okay? Because the spiritual stuff is being heightened and awakened in this time, in this hour, without a doubt. And the enemy always likes to cause a scene. Okay, but God is wanting to unlock the wells in our hearts where you feel this heaviness, okay, and you feel this cloud over you, you feel this unblocking that just needs to come, to come through because it feels like you're contending, a contention, strife in pushing through. We must pray with you. Remember, healing rooms and the guys every Sunday after church will be praying here for people. Don't go here thinking, ah, I'm fine. Don't be ignorant in the season. Okay, and God said in that dream around the beginning of this year for me, the spirit of infirmity, where he's had holds on us and holds on people, he's going to be breaking off. The spirit of infirmity uh, preys on weak minds and preys on weak physical circumstances in your body. The balloon has popped. There we go. That's a sign. That's a sign. Okay, the bubble has burst. Okay, the well will now flow and unblock in your life. Okay. No longer will the hold of an enemy. Amen.